0: Syracuse, and all of central New York. Your glory here among us. great is our hope. I imagine Peter and James and John, some of Jesus' closest friends, were pretty happy to kind of get out of town and get away from the crowds and the noise and go on a walk with Jesus. Go climb a hill, have a nice day, maybe enjoy a little picnic lunch. I'm sure they were hopeful that this would be kind of just a special time for them to just chill with their best friend. (laughs) It didn't turn out that way at all. It sort of reminds me of uh, (laughs) that old show from maybe 10 years ago, Undercover Boss, where all of a sudden these workers at whatever company realize that they've just been in the presence of like the CEO of the whole corporation, and they didn't even know it. Same sort of deal here, except for these guys. You know, they knew Jesus was special. They knew He was close to God, that He was certainly God's instrument somehow. But when this magnificent event happens of the Transfiguration, certainly (laughs) left an impression. Because, again, The Jewish people at that time were certainly hoping for a Messiah, for God to send someone to save them from their oppressors, for someone to come and take leadership of the army, perhaps. But this person of Jesus appearing in this incredible way that stuns them, this is something more than just an ordinary man or even a man just chosen by God. This is a being that carries within himself God's own divinity, God's own life and power. You hear this description of this light coming from Jesus, his face shining as bright as the sun and his clothes as white as light. In our day and age, with the special effects that we have, with the capabilities that we have, I think we can kind of take for granted how striking this would have been for those guys back then you we have floodlights, we have cell phones, we have all these different ways of manipulating light. For them, basically, it would have been a torch. That's about as good as it got with your special effects. So, to have your best friend suddenly radiating this intense light so bright you can't even look at him, like the sun itself, is certainly <laughs> life-changing for these guys. And they show it, they, dr- they fall to the ground, and then they see, moses and elijah two of the greatest figures of the history of israel standing on either side of jesus as if supporting him as if showing that this guy is carrying on something much greater than even us moses the great symbol of the law of god elijah the great prophet who also was foretold to be the forerunner of the messiah the one who would come when the messiah came these two Figures from the Old Testament books are there testifying to Jesus. This is something more than just a nice teacher. This is God's Son who has come to make everything new. Now, the next part is striking. This cloud comes, and a booming voice comes from the cloud. This is my beloved Son with whom I am well pleased. Listen to him. And this is just too much. Peter, James, and John are flat on their face. They can't take it anymore. It's overwhelming to them. But Jesus, certainly not wanting them to be terrified, of course, reaches down right away. Guys, get up. <laughs> Don't be afraid. And then they realize that this wasn't like the end because they, maybe they thought they were going to be struck down from heaven. Who knows? But they realize that Jesus was just showing them this to give them strength, to give them courage for what was going to come. That they were able to see, just for a moment, a glimmer, a glimpse of the glory of who Jesus really was. I was thinking about this whole idea of them hearing the words, this is my beloved Son, with whom I am well pleased, listen to Him. Maybe they were terrified and overwhelmed because of the fact that there was a booming voice coming from the cloud, but maybe, too, the words listen to him. Why? I think for many of us, many people in our world today, pretty much everybody looks at Jesus with some sense of admiration, with appreciation for him. You know, he's a great guy. He was a good teacher, a good healer. We look at Jesus as if, you know, we could just appreciate him. Not many people would criticize Jesus or say, no, he was a bad person. We can appreciate him. We might even affiliate ourselves with him, with his values. Yeah, you know. But to listen to him, to do what he says to do, to avoid what he says to avoid, to follow his example of how he lived, even to how he gave his life, that's a different story. St. Paul says in our second reading, God has saved us, Jesus has saved us, and called us to a holy life. Not just a good life, not just a life that's better than those people over there, but a life that truly reflects the holiness, the love of God. And St. Paul tells us again, to bear our share of hardship for the sake of the Gospel, to bear the difficulties that come with following Jesus. But that's not by our own strength. Notice he says, "...with the strength that comes from God." Bear your share of hardship with the strength that comes from God. Listening to Jesus is not easy. Building our lives on His Word so that how we act, the decisions we make, the habits that we form, reflect Jesus is hard. But we're not doing it on our own strength but with the strength that comes from God. Everybody here today, I know, there are things in your experience, in your life that you're dealing with, in your relationships, maybe your relationship with God, maybe your relationship with others, maybe even with yourself, where it's really difficult to trust that what Jesus says really is true, where it's difficult to trust perhaps that actually forgiving those that hurt us and, loving our, and praying for our enemies will not leave us hurt more and empty. It's hard to trust that perhaps standing up for the weak, for the powerless, for certain groups that are in need, we might feel vulnerable because of that. It's difficult to trust that God will take care of us. Or perhaps it's a bad habit that you have, in whatever context it might be. It can be scary to think of possibly doing something differently, of possibly living without this comfort that we have. Our Lord invites us today to hear His words to us. When we feel that fear, when we hear the words, listen to Him, when we feel fear at wondering, can this really work? Can I really be happy, truly happy, if I follow Jesus with everything? If we're just ashamed and we hang our heads if we're, if we're flat on our face, if we've fallen for the thousandth time and are afraid to get up again, Jesus wants you and He wants me to feel His hand on our shoulder, to hear His gentle but strong voice in our, in our ear. My son, my daughter, rise. Do not be afraid. I have overcome death. I have come to bring life and immortality to light in your life today. Whatever it is, whatever burden or difficulty or struggle or grief that you bear right now today, feel the hand of our Lord on your shoulder. Hear His voice. My son, my daughter, rise. Do not be afraid.